Tim. Good morning. Great to be with you. Uh, you hear that. We'll get to the campaign uh, as we're telling our audience this morning. And as you probably know, counting down days, 120 days until November 8th. Get to the campaign as we move along here. I want to start, though, and I know you do, uh, this gang task force uh, as set up by Governor Brian Kemp. And by the way, let us quickly, uh, you and I both would, would send condolences to the Kemp family, the passing of his mother-in-law, the mother of our First Lady Marty Kemp, uh, Jean Argo, passing away. We learned of that on Sunday. Uh, first, any thoughts? that you would have on that well and, and again I, I our family shares in the condolences to the Kemp family and we were sorry to hear uh, about uh, Marty's mother passing uh, we look we're, yeah we're excited you know I, I can't thank the governor and the legislature enough for get uh, for giving us the resources to stand up a very historic first of its kind a statewide gang prosecution unit and, Tim, this is modeled on the Human Trafficking Prosecutions Unit that we got uh, from the legislature and the governor, very supportive, back in, in 2019. You know, I, I start with the Constitution of, of Georgia, which basically says, Article 1, Section 1, Paragraph 2, it is the paramount duty of government to protect person and property. Everything flows from that. And we know that 60 to 90 percent of all violent crime is gang-related. So I don't care whether you live in southwest Georgia, southwest Atlanta, Buckhead or Athens, everybody deserves to be safe. The governor has put a lot of resources into the task force with the GBI, and now we will have jurisdiction along with DAs and then partnering with, with federal law enforcement as well, quite frankly, uh, in order to go after gang activity. All right, seems to me, so Attorney very, General Chris Carr, this train runs on a couple of tracks here. Uh, you referenced one, resources, and there will be smaller counties, bigger counties that on occasion won't have resources sufficient to, to handle the problem. Some little county with not a ton of people, not a ton of money, but a ton of problems when it comes to these gang matters. You will have that issue to address. You'll also have, and, and listen, this is a reality in some places in Georgia, a question of will. Do the district attorneys at the local level have the will to step in and prosecute these cases. I gather this gang task force assembled is going to, again, address both fronts there. That's exactly right. So, so Tim, I think there's a couple different places we're going to make uh, a big difference. One is where gangs, look, they don't care what the city and the county line are. So they're operating in multiple counties, multiple jurisdictions. It may make more sense for the state to come in play quarterback to be able to from just from a judicial efficiency standpoint that's number one organized retail crime that's a great example a lot of smash and grabs you'll see folks that are operating from rome up to athens and augusta and that sort of thing that that will make sense secondly unfortunately we do have gangs in in our action system and to your point oftentimes those facilities are in smaller jurisdictions resources may be a problem but if you're working with federal state and local law enforcement all of us can have budget constraints, but if you're leveraging those resources, it's going to make a difference. And then to your point, Tim, it's kind of the new criminal justice reform across the country. What we are seeing is left-leaning DAs that are just choosing not to enforce certain certain laws that they don't like. So, I mean, you've got, in fact, you've got a case of the district attorney in Athens who's written a memo saying what laws she would enforce and what she wouldn't enforce, which is just a roadmap for criminal activity. But we also have the look, we've got one of the strongest gang statutes in the country. And, uh, you know, there are DAs in the state of Georgia that are either not prioritizing uh, using the gang statute or they're shifting resources away from their gang units. Well, we'll be able to come in now and we'll be able to prosecute those cases. And we will. 
because, again, every Georgian deserves to feel safe. And if you know that that's where violent crime is occurring, we now have another tool uh, to be able to, to, to go after it, and we will. I'm curious as to how this is going to work. Again, State Attorney General Chris Carr with us. I'm, I'm the DA in Athens, and I've got some heinous crime. And you know what? I'm not going to prosecute this for whatever reason. I've told you in advance that I'm not going to prosecute it. I don't think I have enough evidence. I don't think I can make the case. I'm not going to prosecute this case. Does this gang task force look at the case and, yeah, we're going to prosecute it? Is it that simple? You step in and assume jurisdiction? We certainly can. So we've got what's called concurrent jurisdiction. That means the DA has jurisdiction, and so do we. And, And that's how it works. You know, DAs are typically on the tip of the spear when it comes to felonies and misdemeanors in Georgia. The legislature, though, can give us jurisdiction, as they have now with gangs, as they have with human trafficking and otherwise. So if a particular jurisdiction, a particular DA isn't going to prosecute the GBI or the FBI, the U.S. attorney, a, a sheriff's department could then come to us and say, hey, would you take a look? And we also will have the ability to prosecute. So, yes, that's how that would work. And I think, though, Tim, look, we, we've seen this with human trafficking. You know, if people of goodwill want to make this work, we can. And if we want, I mean, I don't understand how you can be anti, you know, prosecuting human trafficking and why you wouldn't want to protect those in your community. And think of this, Tim, who are the communities that are most often terrorized by gangs? Lower income, racially diverse, and immigrant populations. Again, all Georgians deserve to be safe. So if you're not going to prosecute certain gang activity, I want to look at who are the victims that are going to be terrorized? Who are the communities that are going to be terrorized? Again, lower income, racially diverse, and immigrant populations. So it is going to be best if we all work together and we leverage it. But if somebody's not willing to do it, we are. I, I should have jotted this down. I should have looked it up. We talked about this when the announcement was made, I don't know, a week or two ago. Uh, as a Fulton County assistant DA who's going to run this thing, tell me her name again. That's right. Is, is heading up our gang prosecution unit. We're very excited. She's got over 10 years of experience, uh, incredible reputation around the state to be able to work with other prosecutors. But I have a, a team of 12, and she's putting that team together right now with our deputy in charge of prosecutions division, John Fowler, who also has experience coming from Clayton County. And again, uh, the state attorney general, Chris Carr, with us. As I've mentioned, 120 days between us and Election Day, Jen Jordan, state senator, Atlanta, your Democratic rival here. I saw a headline the other day, and again, I didn't dot, jot down the figures, but uh, it, the headline tells me that she has uh, a tremendous fundraising advantage over you to this point. How, what do you make of that, and what do you do about it? No, no, she doesn't. She looks. What we we've raised 3.2 million dollars for this cycle, Tim. She's raised about 2.3. Uh, she, she marginally raised a bit more in this past uh, cycle that we had to report for. But, no, w- look, we're going to have the resources that we need. And this race is going to be about three things, protecting lives, protecting livelihoods, and liberty. You know, I've got a great record, again, talk about gangs and human trafficking, making sure people are safe. Former commissioner of economic development, we're the number one state in the nation for which to do business because we have a pro-business environment. And third, I believe in the rule of law. And, and my opponent, uh, again, is, is aligning herself with, like the DA in Athens, and, and choosing those that are not to enforce the laws. My opponent's made a living suing businesses and doctors. We won't be the number one state in the nation for business if she's elected the attorney general. And she's also said she's not going to enforce laws in this state. They're in the duty. 
Tim, I don't understand why she'd be quitting the legislature if she's so, so interested in changing the law. If you're interested in changing the law, you don't run for DA. You don't run for attorney general. You either stay in the legislature or run for the legislature. So there's going to be big differences in this race, and we think the people of Georgia – uh, again, we've, we've got a great story to tell, and we look forward to the next four months. Let, let me get your take on that. Let's talk about it specifically now. We've mentioned this uh, kind of generally. Let's drill down into one specific statement from uh, the DA here, Deborah Gonzalez, and we've invited her onto the program to discuss this. So far, no response. But the statement she put out, I guess close to three weeks ago now, Supreme Court ruling comes out with the Dobbs decision, uh, effectively overturning Roe versus Wade, and Deborah Gonzalez, DA in Athens, there have been others, we're not going to prosecute these cases. I've made this kind of analogy before. It strikes me, it's one thing to say as a DA, okay, I don't have enough evidence, I can't make a case, prosecutorial discretion, that happens all the time, your office does that. But to come out and say in advance, here's a class of crime I'm not going to prosecute, it'd be like saying I'm not going to prosecute carjacking or rape cases. It's exactly what it is, and she's done that. In certain criminal, uh, she's written this memo talking about different classes of, of cases. Tim, to preemptively say you are not going to enforce a class of crimes or a particular law is not prosecutorial discretion. That is a policy decision. And I think that is a dereliction of duty to do that. If our job in the executive branch, or, or to have one executive branch member or judicial branch member just to simply say, I don't like the law, I'm not going to enforce it, undermines how we govern ourselves. That's the role of the legislature. Our job is to enforce the laws. You may not like it. If you don't like it, run for the legislature. That's how we change it. But to say you're not going to do it is a dereliction of duty. And, uh, again, you know, I talk about this. Elections matter, not just for president, not just governor or AG, but who your district attorney is, who your city council members are, who your judges are. It matters, and this is why it's important for people to participate in the electoral process. Again, the election, 120 days away. State Attorney General Chris Carr, Republican on the re-election campaign trail. Chris Carr, thanks for your time. Best of luck out there. Thanks, Tim. Appreciate you having me.